Welcome back. I'm Karen, founder and managing director of Orchid Leadership Coaching and Consultancy Limited, encouraging you to embrace the leader within. Whether you are a CEO leading a company, an executive leading a team of innovators, an emerging entrepreneur, or a working or stay-at-home parent leading the family and home, now's the time to embrace the future, empower the new you. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of Enlightened Leadership Coaching Snippets, a new season of podcasts linking to empowerment, mindfulness and well-being within leadership. In this episode, we'll be deep diving into servant leadership, synergy in growth and well-being. If you missed our earlier episodes, don't worry. They're available to download on numerous major podcast platforms. Do ensure to subscribe or follow so not to miss out on future upcoming episodes. Getting back to today's episode, focusing on servant leadership, synergy in growth and well-being. When you think in terms of your leadership style, what comes to mind? Authoritative, autocratic, coercive, perhaps a pace setter, affiliative, democratic or perhaps a coaching style. Well, we'll cover all of these in time over subsequent episodes. Today, however, we'll be exploring servant leadership. What it is, what it looks like, some of the benefits and drawbacks, as well as viewing what place it has in our own leadership journey, as well as its place in supporting us at home, in our families and communities. As a leader, do you seek to move your leadership and professional as well as often personal interactions away from being perceived as controlling or authoritative activities and engagements towards a more synergistic relationship. Servant leadership as a concept is well known. However, the term servant leadership was initially coined by Robert K. Greenleaf, a researcher who was skeptical about traditional leadership styles that focused on more authoritarian relationships between employers and employees. He suggested that the servant leader is servant first and foremost, with an initial innate feeling of wanting to serve and make impact in the lives of others, leading to a conscious choice to ensure that other people's priority needs are being served. Key questions to consider are, do those served grow personally or professionally? Do they, whilst being served, become more autonomous, innovative, show signs of well-being and more likely to become servant leaders themselves? Also, what is the effect on the least privileged within your scope or context? Do they benefit or are they further deprived? If you are currently trying to promote innovation, empower team members or family members, 
and endeavouring to ensure the well-being of those around you, then continue listening. Servant leadership may provide us with a few answers in that journey. So, let's dive a little deeper. Do you have leadership superpowers in empathy, active listening, stewardship, commitment to personal growth in yourself and others? Do you consider situations from the perspective of a servant first and how your service can benefit or impact others? Do you seek to address the needs of all stakeholders ahead of your own title and position of authority? Do you encourage and develop others to also serve and help others to grow over personal gain? If you answered yes to some of these areas, then perhaps you are already incorporating aspects of servant leadership into your leadership repertoire. The role of a servant leader, therefore, is not to control or accumulate self-power and authority over others at the top of the pyramid, but it is to share power, to be the steward of a group's resources and to share or teach other leaders or aspiring leaders to also serve others, putting the needs of others first and helping people develop and perform to their highest capacity and beyond. In other words, to encourage the philosophy of building the capacity of existing or aspiring leaders in making new leaders and growing next generation leaders to also serve and build capacity in others, while still achieving the goal set by the organisation or within the family at home. The servant leader focusing primarily on the growth and well-being of people and communities to which they belong. Different leadership styles, of course, have obvious benefits and disadvantages, depending on context. A major advantage can be that leaders earn respect from team members as they feel valued, that their interests are being prioritised, that there is a shared vision and greater trust being shown regarding ideas, opinions and shared accountability, where individuals are encouraged and supported to advance in a nurturing, growth-orientated environment. One possible disadvantage is that few leaders have experienced this leadership style. Therefore, adopting this style, when appropriate, can involve a shift in culture and aspects of change that can take time, effort and strategizing to implement. Plus, rapid decision-making can be questionable with some individuals not perhaps ready to take on responsibilities beyond their current capacity. Of course there are pros and cons to any leadership style, and some styles are more suited to certain contexts. For example, in a military setting where precision, accuracy and strict protocols are necessary, a more authoritarian approach to leadership is predominantly required. However, in environments where teams are expected to innovate collectively, servant leadership can go a long way in achieving ultimate outcomes. Those leaders who possess a serve-first mindset 
have a clear focus on empowering and uplifting those around them. They very often show humility, authenticity, and look to enhance the development of others in ways that unlock potential, creativity, and a sense of purpose. Some would say that many traditional business leaders are in fact managers who function primarily as overseers of a transaction. Staff maintain performance levels and in exchange they receive a salary and benefits. Generally these managers are positional leaders. They receive authority simply from the fact that they are the boss. The servant leader, however, moves beyond the transactional aspects of management. They prefer not to use their titles, credentials, or even their own accolades. And instead, they actively seek to develop and align somebody else's sense of purpose with the organization's mission, whilst allowing their actions and engagement in their relationships to speak for their character and leadership. Servant leadership advocates say empowered staff will perform at a high, innovative level. They feel more engaged and purpose-driven, which in turn increases the organization's retention and reduces turnover costs. So, in reality, how can this be achieved in the workplace and home? Servant leadership ultimately starts with an unselfish and selfless mindset. This serve-first mindset can be put into practice from the beginning, during onboarding phase, where the servant leader can solicit the new hire's observations, impressions and opinions. As a servant leader, we can keep a continual focus on talent development, thinking of new hires as the leaders of the future. Often, as servant leaders, we need to consider that someone's highest performance is on tasks they are most passionate about, and we should therefore task appropriately. Another way to enhance the talent development process is to selectively relinquish power, so that an opportunity to lead and take ownership of certain projects is created. This builds confidence and capacity in others, as servant leaders, we don't view ourselves as individual performers. We share the load, responsibility and accountability. As leaders, we are enablers first and foremost. As servant leaders, we should question more and listen more still. It's about asking the right questions at the most powerful moments. As servant leaders, we build relationships with others primarily by listening closely and by asking questions to seek understanding and clarity on anything from someone's background to their ideas and opinions of the organization's environment. The message this sends to the individual is that their opinion does matter and that as leaders, we want their feedback. People should feel comfortable asking us questions without repercussion. When we say listening to understand, this means listening to someone silently, 
and making an active effort to understand his or her point of view. If need be, we can briefly summarise what the person has expressed as a way to communicate understanding. Encouragement, humility and trust are all expressions of a servant leader and are tremendously powerful. In addition, when we acknowledge and appreciate other views, opinions and acts, we show that we value and are committed to them. Empathy and compassion, as well as basic kindness and genuine caring, are essential traits. Whilst also approaching people and situations with a healing focus on emotional and mental health and total well-being, ensuring that people around them have access to knowledge and resources to create an environment that promotes a healthy well-being. Self-awareness and social awareness within emotional intelligence are aspects of key importance, as is being influential and persuasive without being forceful or controlling. Conceptualization is also a priority skill. As servant leaders, we help to build a concept for others, of vision, of mission, to create direction and purpose. We can also channel foresight through shared analysis, whilst also, as mentioned earlier, practicing stewardship and accountability. To sum up, as servant leaders, we build communities, communities that are growing in capacity, communities that are trusting, and communities of existing and aspiring leaders of the future who can cohesively innovate show confidence, realise aspirations, and have a firm sense of purpose and belonging. This goes beyond a mere leadership style, but almost becomes a lifestyle choice that transcends the workplace and ripples out into all aspects of our relationships. So, what about within our families? How can we also add servant leadership value to our spouse and children and extended family members? In addition to the areas we've already discussed, servant leadership in the home context is one of the most powerful forms of leadership we can express. Where we serve our family members with complete and unconditional love and gratitude. Going the last mile for our spouse. This means we stop trying to change our spouses or relevant other. We instead value each other's strengths and the way we create balance and cohesion with each other, enabling each other to gain clarity about each other's areas of ongoing growth as individuals and as a couple and family unit. Placing our family's needs ahead of our own whilst of course still showing self-gratitude self-appreciation and love and enabling our own self-growth. Communications with our families is paramount, enabling others in our families to be heard, to have a valued voice, to be able to share in the decision-making without placing our own agenda at the forefront, providing opportunities where family members experience true significance 
enabling our relationships and families to grow, be nurtured towards a good place of well-being and openness. As parents or as grandparents, we are building the foundation for our families, just as with an organisation. Our families thrive on a shared and communicated purpose, vision and agreed values in order to allow growth to flow as individuals and as a unit. A significant part of servant leadership is enhancing well-being. Building and enhancing positive energy is part of that journey. Be an encourager, an enabler, a person who empowers other family members. Leadership is about taking someone or a group to a place they wouldn't necessarily be able to reach in isolation. As part of our servant leadership, in our goal to nurture growth in others, let us positively and reasonably challenge our children to drive improvement and inner growth, enabling our children to understand the importance of personal or self-improvement on a consistent basis will enable them to thrive as they develop into adulthood. Again, it comes down to building and nurturing relationships. Let's not take our relationship with our partner, spouse, children or extended family for granted. Value each relationship and nurture it to grow and deepen. Invest time each day with each person. Listen to them and hear what they have to say. Building character in each other by modelling servant leadership and being vulnerable strengthens parenting and strengthens our families, which subsequently strengthens our wider community. A challenge I lay before you. Take measure of the different styles of leadership you display both in the workplace and at home, throughout the coming week. In what ways are you currently incorporating aspects of servant leadership into your leadership journey and your day-to-day -day life? How could increasing aspects of servant leadership strengthen your family relationships? And what additional steps would you like to take in your leadership journey? Feel free to share some of your follow-up actions with me on any of my social media platforms. Or alternatively, share a comment with me right here after listening. I look forward to our next podcast session where we will be deep diving into entrepreneurship, reprogramming the mind. So make sure you tune in and engage with me after the session about your thoughts and personal takeaways. Until then... Please remember, if this podcast episode added value to your day or evening, download it, share it with your colleagues and friends, and of course, ensure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss out on future episodes. And remember, embrace the future, empower the new you, awaken the leader within, and let's take back control of our aspirations. Thanks for listening.